This episode is dedicated to Aaron Hewley, Yanu Streetspec, and welcome Tasha McFarling. Thanks for your support on Patreon.com. Welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is episode 20, brought to you the week of July 9th, 2014. I'm your host, my name is James Kinnison, in recovery from major depressive disorder, anxiety, and bipolar, all of which are very fun. Looking for at least one thing in every day that makes every day worthwhile. So that's where you're at, that's what we're doing. We're doing a bunch of MMDs, that's what we call them, and I'm going to jump right into it, because I have two weeks worth. Didn't do his show last week, so, you know. I want to talk about another show that I do. It's called Nobody's Listening. It's over at podcast.nlcast.com. And on episode 220, uh, which I'll have a link in, link in the show notes for this page, you know, uh, we invited a couple called the Titchnels, who happen to live here uh, fairly close to me, about an hour and a half away. And they met, married, and are now having a baby. Now, you say that happens a lot. Yeah, we hear about that. I see babies every day on Facebook. But this baby and this couple are together and exist because of nobody's listening. They met through, uh, you know, uh, both of them following the show, connected um, through my co-host, eventually got married, had a child, or actually having a child. And we had him on the show. So I'd love for you to go check it out. Episode 220 of Nobody's Listening. And uh, this we call this baby, lovingly, the Cast baby. And it just made my day, not just having him on, but the fact that if I never did this podcast, they would have never met. And this baby, this particular baby, would never have existed. And that, my friends, is crazy. That's weird and wonderful and crazy. You want to talk about things that make your day? That's one of them right there. When your hobby <laughs> is a part of creating life. It's awesome. Uh, I, I got uh, no shipping on a, on a pop filter. You say, okay, I know what no shipping means. What's a pop filter? A pop filter changes. Hold on. A pop filter changes things from like this. To like this, pa 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 pa. Do you hear the difference there? Yeah, that's a pop filter. And um, I I wanted one. I wanted this particular one that I wanted, but it was thirteen dollars plus tax, and it was making it much more expensive than the one I have had before. You know, um, I needed two. I had one. I didn't want to get the same one because I like this one better. Well, it just occurred to me. Why don't you? Email them and ask. Ask for free shipping. It wasn't through Amazon. I, you know, I'm part of Amazon Prime. And so I emailed the guy, emails back, and he says, well, well, what's your address? I sent it back to him. He says, sure, we'll do no shipping and no tax. And so I got my pop filter. And uh, as I can see, as you can see, pa 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 versus pa 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 It's doing a great job. It's doing a great job. So that's that's a neat thing. I was very excited about that. Um, I got a new bike. Man, it's been that long. Seems like it forever ago. But I got a bike. I got it so I could exercise and drive it at night. And um, I got little flashing lights on the front and the back. It's a lot of fun. It's black. It's pretty cool. I got a lime green bottle holder. 
and I have a, a Bluetooth um, speaker that I bought a while back, and it accidentally fits perfectly in the bottle holder. Because around here, you're not allowed to have headphones or earplugs or anything like that in your ear. So um, that thing syncs to my uh, my blue my Bluetooth my uh, phone, and it's awesome. And I've been having a blast riding again. It, I used to do it years back. I'd ride 11 miles, 22 miles a day, no problem. Now, uh, now I'm back to doing it again. So it's real fun. Well, I ain't doing 22 miles, but anyway. Um, lately, uh, Jen, my my wife has been very amazed at my ability, seemingly, to be able to turn my mood around. Um, and this is a new thing because. I'll be honest with you, the, this week's been fine, but the two weeks prior were, were pretty, were, were just, they weren't bad. They weren't horrible. They were just darker than usual. And doing the podcasts uh, last couple of weeks has been kind of a chore. I've had to psych myself up for it. Um, you saw last week, I didn't even do a, I made my day because of that. It's just, it was just too much. Uh, but I still did Nobody's Listening, the main show. And for two weeks straight, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to call in, tell my co-host, you know, let's just skip this week or maybe try for another day in the week. But I but I told myself, I said, you know what, just start doing the show notes. And long story short, by the time I was done with all the prep, I was excited about the show, ready to go, and did it with no problems. And I told my wife about this, and she was amazed, and I didn't even think about it. She's like, James, there was a time you couldn't do that. If you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it. You just were not able to do it. There was no um, turning things around. There was no working through it. You either had the energy or you did not. And it's crazy how quickly you forget how far you've come. It, uh, let me personalize that. It's insane that I'm forgetting how horrible it was. Um. Well, in a way, I'm kind of glad, but I hate it because I wonder if I'll be able to relate very much longer to people with, with you know, the, the ongoing issues of depression and anxiety. And in some cases, you know, I'll be in some semblance, I'll, I'll be dealing with effects of it probably for the rest of my life, but not at that level. And I'm grateful for that. I'm amazingly grateful, but I hope I don't lose touch with what it was because to do that would mean I will not in my opinion, be able to be as grateful for the day-to-day things. And I will start taking for granted how awesome the little, tiny, wonderful things in life are. And so just the ability to be able to set my nose to the grindstone, so to speak, and push through the feelings and get the work done is something that I have not been able to do in a very long time. Podcasting happened because I started feeling like it. But then I didn't feel like it for those two weeks. And for the most part, I did it anyway. I am thankful for that. And that made my day, especially since my wife noticed it more than even I did. So that not only made my day that it happened, it made my day that my wife is impressed. Because I haven't impressed her in a very long time either. Um, okay. <laughs> this is kind of a good and a bad thing. I, the, the made my day, the simple sentence that I have written down is that I fixed a ticking noise in my computer. If you've ever had a ticking noise in your computer, it's very annoying. You're trying to work. I spend most of my day standing here and this tick, 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 tick would start and I would tap the top of it and it would go away for a while and then it'd start ticking again. Well, daggummit, I, I finally said, you know what? I'm going to fix it. 
I flip the thing over to the side. I have this insanely huge heat sink with a fan on it. And if you don't know what a heat sink is, that's fine. There is a processor in your computer. It runs really fast and really hot. And it needs this. It's like a radiator. It pulls the heat off of it and dissipates it through a fan. Just like a radiator, okay, in your car. If you don't know what a radiator is, if you understood what I just said, that's fine. Anyway, I flipped it over and I pull the uh, thing out and I start hearing this crackling noise, like, you know, like uh, pieces of the radiator fan, uh, the metal pieces. I It just sounded like that scraping against something. But when I pulled it out, I realized that the heat sink had pulled out the processor. Processor has literally like 200 tiny little copper pins sticking out the bottom of it that go in that seat down into these 100 and 200 plugs. And it had yanked that joker right out of it. And I had bent over like 20 of the pins and I, my heart went in my chest because this is, I, I had just shut down my computer temporarily. I needed to fix the tick and get back to work. And if, uh, and this processor, you know, to buy a new one would take time and money, money I didn't have, time I didn't have. I'd be without a computer for like a week, better part of a week. And so obviously I was panicking. It, 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 it caused some pain in my chest. I was like, oh crap, I'm going back. I'm going to have a panic attack over this stupid thing. But long story short, I was able through the aid of a very strong, um, LED flashlight that I got at my new church at Father's Day. I was able to um, work with a tiny little screwdriver and bend those pin backs, pins back. And if you ever bent metal more than once, you know what happens. They like to snap off, right? So I was just waiting, just waiting for this, especially this one that was really bad. And I pushed it back up and it stayed. And everything looked pretty good except for one. It was so far over, guys. It was almost all the way to the green, you know, uh, uh, plate there, whatever that's called. I had an idea. I got a, a needle. I stuck the needle up underneath it and just slowly lifted it, picking that pin up and then scraped it over with the screwdriver to get it vertical. <sighs> Everything was straight and square. Plugged it in, cleaned up and changed up the uh, heat sink, got it set up a little differently, kind of clo- closed my eyes and crossed my fingers and I hit go and the thing booted up and then shut off and I knew right then, boom. That thing wasn't seating right. That was probably one of those pins bent over. I took everything back apart, pulled that thing off, looked at it. Everything looked fine. I just reseated it, locked it down, put the heat sink back on it, closed it up, booted it. It booted fine. Been working great ever since. And guess what? No ticking. But isn't it insane how any man uh, or woman that, that has ever repaired anything themselves, you know how this goes, or redecorated anything, or tried to do anything of consequence in your house. It seems like it's a simple job, and then it goes bigger and bigger, and problems and complications, and I don't have this tool, or I broke this, or bent that, or knocked this off. And then you have to go to the store 17 times, or you have to order something online, and it never goes back exactly the way it did. You got some screws left over. It was just like one of those things, and usually that would driven me nuts. I wouldn't have even tried to fix it because of the fear of that. This time I was able to be optimistic. I was able to handle it. I didn't have a panic attack. Didn't freak out. And I got the thing done. And now my wonderful brand new, or I say a year now, I guess, but the one I got for my 40th birthday, it is running fine and wonderful and it doesn't tick. I was nearly eaten by a poodle the other day. It's a giant one in my defense. 
was riding my bike for the first time around the block. And uh, there's this lady that walks her big giant dog. And he has always been kind of rough on her. I've seen him as I've driven around, you know, because he was a puppy and he's kind of grown up. And she used to really struggle with trying to train him on the leash. But now it seems like she's got it down. But I never, ever thought for a moment that this thing was evil, but he is. And I rode past him. He turned into a demon, a white, fluffy, beautiful demon, cute, cute, giant demon. And he lunged at me with his with his biting teeth and snapping, snarling, you know, his jaws. And she uh, she was almost pulled uh, into the street by him, but uh, he did not bite me. And I am very grateful and that made my day. I didn't get bit by a poodle. I wasn't eaten by a poodle. I wasn't killed by a poodle because my friends, that would be a horrible way to die. So MMD on that. Um, I love that I'm recording shows with my kids. I'm recording three shows right now. Uh, I'm doing uh, girl meets world over at, uh, or it's the girl meets world, you know, fan podcast with my daughter, Jenna. It's over at gmwcast.com. We just did episode two uh, last week or a week before they skipped a week in the show for the holiday weekend, thankfully. And we'll record uh, the second one this weekend after we see episode two. And that's been a lot of fun. Had a lot of good response to that over there at uh, gmwcast.com. Uh, and I'm recording Grateful Kid with my son, Jay. It has not been released yet. We're waiting on some music to come back. we got a theme song that I really want to save up for. But by the time it releases, there will be more than one episode, which is kind of cool because we just did episode two just now. And it's at gratefulkid.com. So that's coming up. And if you forget any of this, just go to nlcast.com. That's where all the stuff's linked from. Uh, And I'm recording Podcast Kid with my daughter Jenna again. And we just did an episode just a moment ago. And we talked about um, boredom. What do you do when you're bored? Is it your mom's job to make you not bored? Or what is is it? Is it about not having something to do? Or because you just want someone to entertain you. It's a good topic. And that's what we do on Podcast Kid. Grateful Kid is about being grateful for awesome, awesome, wonderful things. We, our topic was restaurants. So we talked about restaurants, and that was pretty fun. Um, and, and that made my day. Made my day today, and I made it last week. Uh, my kids... <laughs> uh, my daughter is, um, is a good girl. But when she is bad, it is hilarious because she works really hard at it. And it's not really something you can punish her for half the time. It's just genius type stuff. You'll see what I mean. Um, my, my daughter wanted to get, she's saving for an iPad, right? And she's got money on the brain. She's wanting to do everything for money. I want to clean stuff. And she did, man. I woke up one morning and she'd already, or, or one afternoon, she'd already, Clean the entire house. She's even told me I cleaned my brother's room. I organized his toy uh, buckets and everything. And so uh, she asked me, do you think, you know, I can get paid for this? I'm like, I don't got to ask mom for this, you know, because I'm now the stay-at-home dad. So I, <laughs> I lob it off on her instead of the other way around, like in the movies and stuff. And so when she gets home, my wife says, yeah, maybe we should give her two bucks. I'm like, two bucks? That's cheap. You're cheap. And so she gave her five and my daughter paused for a moment and I was waiting, you know, is she going to shout or is she going to be, you know, like what? But she did. She cheered loud. Yes, that's perfect. And I was like, wow, she's really excited about $5. And um, so a little later on, I hear her kind of talking to her brother and 
talking about nine bucks and and he's kind of complaining and, and long story short we ask and, and we find out that the reason she cleaned her brother's room and stuff is because he had offered her five dollars she she said yeah i'll do it if you'll give me five bucks and so he's like okay cool i got money you can you can do that and my wife immediately said no that's not allowed we're not doing that because there's already been a rule one of the rules is you can't use your money the money because they have money you can't use it to buy food because they would want to stop for slurries and stuff. And it just we just said, no, you're not going to get fat off of your money. Uh, and then rule number two quickly became you cannot hire your siblings for anything. <laughs> so uh, so what we did is we made that rule. And then um, so Jay's pretty happy now because he got his room cleaned, right? And he didn't have to pay. And the question in my mind was, okay, how did it turn from $5 into $9? I knew there had to be a story here. So I asked Jay, I'm like, how did it, you know, if you offered five bucks, how did it turn into nine? And he says, well, well she said that if you really like the job that, that you did, that a cleaner did, that you can give the cleaner a tip. And so that's what I did. And she got a $4 tip. And the end of the story is I realized why there was that after my wife had told my daughter how much she was going to give her, I realized why there was that pause and why there was that celebration for the $5. Because my daughter was doing the math and she was adding five plus four plus five more from my wife coming up with 14 bucks. And then she cheered super loud because later than that, even I went by and she had her journal open and she had drawn a, uh, uh, what is it? A thermos? Not a thermostat. Up, you know, I'm talking about a temperature gauge or whatever. But she had drawn one of those, like you do when you're raising money for stuff, and she was crossing out this big chunk of color that she'd colored in for the fifteen, the fourteen dollars that she was never going to get. She did get five, though. She got her five, and uh, she continued. She worked a deal with my wife. So it's worth it to Jen. That's what she said. She says, if you straighten up the house and kitchen, you know, and kind of get things, keep things squared away for me, I'll give you um, a dollar a week. And so I think that's what it is. Maybe it's a, yeah, yeah. Two bucks, two bucks a week. I don't know what it is. Something horrible. I, I think she's cheap, but whatever. So I think she gets five bucks a week, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's a dollar a day. But uh, Jenna's raising her money, you know, so that's good. So the kids trying to hire each other is definitely an MMD. <laughs> it's not allowed anymore. Uh, there's a young lady that used to work with me in uh, Jam City, my kids' ministry in Kansas City. Her name was Missy, and uh, she posted a Vine. Uh, Vine is a, is a looping, I think it's like a five-second looping video. It's a thing that the teenagers are doing. I've got nothing that I want to loop for five seconds. I do Instagram. That's about it. That's about as hip as I get. But anyway, she sent me one and it's her singing um, the old Jam City theme song, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, let's see if I can pull it up. Here it goes. It is time for another week. So let's get started, shall we? We're all together. Mark, set, go. This is a town, no, a city rather, where Jesus and we get together, yeah, he is the one we're here to know, we're Kid City, whoops, oh yeah, 
it's the place to be It's you and me Together we are family It's Jesus and me Jam City is for everybody I'm so glad to be here So glad to see that you're here Cause every week we scream and shout And learn an awful lot about Lots of stuff that helps us grow Cause they're the things that we need to know How to pray and praise and stuff But just one week is not enough So we come back and make a scene Six teams and all so hear us scream First string Yeah, 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 yeah Second string And second string screams Whoa, whoa, this is great Third string Yeah Whoa And then they scream loudest of all. Oh, so neat. Yeah. Wooden seat. I don't know. It's supposed to rhyme. Yeah. Flappy feet. I always made up weird rhyming noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have a say. And then they'd all sit down and be quiet and wait to hear me give one team or two teams the points. So I probably should have explained a little bit before I just launched into song. But um but that was it. That's what she was singing part of that. She wasn't singing the whole thing because it's five second loop. But it was really awesome because she's all grown up now. And then she even posted her sister who was in you know like third grade back then and she's all grown and uh she was singing part of it. She did not remember the words as much as she should have though. Um, oh, my friend, David, he got a, uh, theater the other day. Yes. He has been given a theater, an old theater. It's very old. It's in St. Louis. It's called the Melvin. I think you could look up the Melvin theater and you can see about it. See a picture of it. It's pretty cool. It has a little ticket booth and stuff. And he gave me a video tour of it, uh, because of FaceTime, you know, we connected and, uh, he's doing ministry there and, and helping people. And uh, just some non-traditional mission-style ministry. And it's very awesome and very cool. And he's got this friend who is not a believer. He's not a—he doesn't believe in God. He believes—but he's very spiritual, okay? Good guy, awesome guy, just not a Christian. And him and David are very tight. And he came and saw this place, and he was so excited. And he goes, oh, my God, you got the Melvin. Oh, my God. And and uh, my friend David jokingly says, I think you mean, oh, my God, because you don't have one. And, and so the guy just quick as anything said, oh, you're God. <laughs> so I was reminded of, uh, you know, every time a king tried to drown, kill, you know, throw someone to the lions or into a to fire and how quickly. They they didn't necessarily adopt the person's God that was saved, but they did say, your God, you know, your God did this, and praise be to your God. And so I love that we got a modern rendition of this. So it was, oh, my God. I think you mean, oh, my God. Oh, your God. So <laughs> uh, it's an acknowledgement, though. It's a step in the right direction. I think it's hilarious. Um, my friend John, a while back, I mentioned something about just joking because we were talking about Belfies. If you don't know what a Belfie is, it's a thing. And I didn't even know it was a thing. But 
I was talking about something about offending people and trying to get people to unsubscribe or unlike me on Facebook, and I was just going to post a picture of my butt. And then I jokingly coined the phrase, I thought, Belfie. And John says, well, I will do that, or I will give you five bucks if you do that. And so, daggummit, I did it. And he stared me, and I put it up for a week. And I don't know if anybody left or not, but John finally, finally paid up. I got the email, or the email. I got a letter in the mail. He didn't do it by PayPal. He put a $5 bill in there, and he put a note and said, Belfies ain't free, yo. So uh, I, was, I was thankful. And it got me thinking, what else would John pay me $5 to do? And uh, I put it up on the um, Nobody's Listening Facebook group, and uh, we read off a bunch of the answers. One of the better ones was uh, he would pay me to uh, dress up like a princess or something like that. It was really funny. If you haven't checked it out, check out Nobody's Listening. If you don't, uh, if you like this, you might like that. You may not, but it's over at podcast.nlcast.com, and the episode I'm talking about specifically is uh, 221. Uh, I loved this past weekend. I had a, a great weekend. We went to visit family, and it was my wife's family, and this was a huge MMD, a huge step. Because last year I couldn't go, and I don't think I've been in a long time because I couldn't handle it, especially last year. Because last year was just beyond you know, possible. Uh, this year, my wife offered to get me a hotel room of my own. And as ridiculous as that was, and it was very sweet, and it is what made the trip possible. My daughter-in-law, or daughter-in-law, my sister-in-law, had just moved. There were boxes everywhere. There was, it wasn't clear where everyone was going to sleep. And I, I just don't do well with chaos right now. And um, she knew that. And she came prepared. My wife did. And she offered that. And, and I didn't want to do it at first because it, it made me feel guilty that we were costing money. But she wanted me to come. She wanted me to be there. The kids wanted me to be there. And then she threw a, another thing in there about the dog coming. And then I was like, ah. Oh, you know, she says, well, it's going to cost money to house him. I said, let me just save you the trouble, save you the money. I'll stay home. Dog stays with me. You guys go. No money. Cost. I said, I feel stupid about it anyway. But my wife convinced me somehow that I was worth it. And she wanted me there. And I'm so glad I went. I, I, I was able to drive through two storms. Uh, multiple storms, actually, on the way there and on the way back, things that would have been very dangerous, things that would have scared me for her and uh, or scared me, you know, that she had to drive through it. And I got to eat at a Sonic, which was really good. I haven't had a Sonic burger in a long time or a Reese's Blast in a very, very long time. So that was very much worth it. And just seeing her folks and all this. But I realized I have a security blanket. It's called the Internet. I need it. And I think it's okay. I mean, there, that's better than drugs or alcohol. And I know a lot of, a lot of um, depressed people rely on things other than medication to get them through. And, and that's unfortunate. But for me, I am very comfortable in my room, all set up the way I like it, in front of my computers, doing my podcasting, you know, communicating and, and connecting, you know, and being with my kids and taking them to swim practice and, you know, the things that I do, fixing stuff around the house like the stove and, and the window on my car. And, and when she asked me to leave, um, getting that room with free internet, by the way, and then 
even the do- the sister-in-law's house had internet. Didn't have anything unpacked, but they had internet. It really made me feel a lot better, and I know that's ridiculous, but this is not about explaining it. It's about the fact that it made my day. So MMD on Wi-Fi. I even fixed it for her because she had this ungodly 10-digit uh, you know, security code that you had to look at the bottom of the thing, and I hacked in for her and changed it to something a heck of a lot more memorable for her, and uh, they really appreciated that. But getting to go on the trip made my day. Um, being there to fix things. I fixed things around the house. I helped uh, uh, her her brother, my wife's brother, uh, put the washer and dryers on pedestals and stuff for the for the sister-in-law. And, and I fixed doors in bathrooms and uh, fixed, like I said, the Wi-Fi and cable and hooked up, uh, you know, HDMI connections and all kinds of things like that that she didn't know how to do. And I wouldn't have been there to do it if I hadn't done it. So... I was very happy. I was very happy to drive. I was very happy for the kids' hugs that I got that I would have missed out on. My Even my uh, niece and nephew were, were glad to see me, and, and I was there as a part of it. I avoided the crowds. I did not go to the fireworks, and I stayed over there at the house for quite a bit, you know, and I'd just work on my computer or on my iPad, and, and I was – I don't know. I was telling my wife – because I, I felt kind of disconnected while I was there because I was kind of hiding in my computer world, you know. And But anytime somebody needed me or talked to me, obviously I would perk up and I'd be fine. Everything was great and awesome. Uh, and I said, I, I kind of feel like an iPhone. You got to keep me plugged in, but I'm there when you need me. So that uh, it, was, it was just a big MMD that whole weekend, especially, I mean, even with all the drama. I did a, a Gospel of Kennison about it. If you want to see my private journal, uh, it's an audio journal. It's over at jameskinnison.com. Talked about this at length. But uh, even with all the drama and all the issues and all the problems and having to spend stupid money on a stupid hotel room, which is absolutely ridic- ridiculous that I couldn't stay with my family in this house and handle it, it's still an MMD because it's a huge improvement over not being able to go at all. So, And that's the way my wife saw it. She's the one that convinced me of that. I didn't. I'm not convinced, but she is. And that, again, is huge. If there's been one thing that has helped me through my depression more than anything, it has been my wife and the way she has supported me. It is huge. It is huge. She showed me, basically, it's okay for me to be broken still and that I'm loved no matter what. And um, unconditional love, it's hard to come by. And it's hard to give. It's very hard to give, I would imagine, um, especially you know when when that person is flawed as I am. But she's doing a great job. Um, I'm going to start a sermon podcast. I used uh, I used to I guess I'm a pastor still technically. I mean I I am a credentialed minister with the Assemblies of God in good standing. I just am not employed as one, but I miss talking about God's stuff. I, I miss preaching. I miss what I used to be good at, what used to make me what I was, you know, because men, I guess women too, but especially me and guys, part of who we are is what we do. And I'm a podcaster right now and that's fine, but you and I know I ain't ain't paying no bills with what I'm making in podcasting. And though I won't make any money (laughs) doing a sermon podcast, I think it'd be good for me. So I'm going to do it. I haven't thought of a name yet. 
I want to get something real and down to earth because the show is going to be just that. It's going to be me, a very short, you know, 30-minute sermonettes, as they call it, and maybe some Q&A and just dealing with issues and stuff and, and talking about the Bible in the way I do. And it and it gave me the idea because my daughter, I'm not her children's pastor right now. I'm not my son's children's pastor and maybe never will be. And somebody else does ministry to them, and I will ask them about what they learned about, and they will tell me little bits, and then I will talk to them about it and even explain stuff and go into depth. And every single time my daughter says, wow, you should be a children's pastor again. And it's it's bittersweet because I love to hear that. At the same time, I don't know that that's the direction I want to go anymore. But I do have a desire in me to do some sort of ministry, even though I'm still not 100%. And since podcasting seems to be something I can do, I think that's the direction I'm going to go. So stay tuned for that. If you're if you're a, a, a Bible person or you're not, I would challenge you to give it a shot at least once. What's it going to do? Nothing. You know, it's not going to hurt you. And at most... Maybe maybe it'll inspire you. Um, so, you know, give it a shot. If you like me, you'll probably like the way I view spirituality, God, Jesus, buttholes, things like that. Not literal, literal buttholes, but people. Um, I finally named the movie podcast that I'm doing. I don't know if I've told you about it, but I'm gonna do, I wanted to do a movie podcast. Been wanting to do one based on Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. Save the Cat is a screenwriting book. It has become kind of like the standard of the screenwriting community, but outside of that community, in the movie buff world, it's not known. And it basically breaks down every story into 15 beats. Okay? It's very cool. There's stuff like opening and closing and break into two, catalyst, you know, and every movie just about has 15 things that happen in it that are the same, no matter what kind of movie it is. So what we're going to do is judge these movies based on, not on if they were good or bad or whatever, but did they do their job from a screenwriting perspective, from these 15 beats? And we're going to call it Movie Beatdown. Moviebeatdown.com. It's not ready yet. The website's not even up. There's no logo drawn or anything like that. But I've got four people, me being one, so I'll say three great friends. One's Christian Sudreth. He is my ex-boss's son. He's a PK preacher's kid he just graduated high or college and uh he is a he's a good guy and he's a fan of of breaking down movies you know be, put them into the beats you know told him about save the cat he went out and bought the book and he has been enjoying movies more now that he knows how they're put together like like i did so there is really no market for this podcast there is nobody out there that does what we're doing and so we're kind of taking a risk but I'm hoping we'll kind of build our own audience and uh, build a bunch of people that really enjoy learning about movies and how they work. And it'll make you like movies that uh, you didn't like before. And it'll make you kind of be critical of movies that you just used to just accept. It's kind of weird. So my friend uh, Paul sent me a video. Um, I usually don't like inspirational videos, but this one was different. He knows um, that I've been struggling uh, with being a writer. Uh, I'd wrote a book. Um, I got all excited about it and then got offered a job writing for VeggieTales and bombed on it, found out I did not know how to write very well, and I've kind of just closed up that part of it. 
Now, the Save the Cat screenwriting thing is is me still trying to learn how to tell a story and the parts of a story and trying to understand how they're interconnected. So I haven't totally given up on it. But he wanted to inspire me or or just tell me that it was okay what I was going through, and I just want to play it. So I'll have a link in the show notes as well. But it goes like this. Nobody uh, tells people who are beginners. And I really wish somebody had told this to me is that um, all of us who do creative work, like, you know, we get into it. And we get into it because we have good taste. But it's like there's a gap that for the first couple of years that you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good, okay? It's not that great. It's, it's, it's trying to be good. It has ambition to be good, but it's not quite that good. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, your taste is still killer. And your taste is good enough that you can tell that what you're making <laughs> is kind of a disappointment to you. You know what I mean? A lot of people never get past that phase. A lot of people at that point, they quit. And the thing I would just like say to you with all my heart is that m- most everybody I know who does interesting creative work, they went through a phase of years where they had really good taste, they could tell what they were making wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. They knew it felt short. It didn't have this special thing that we wanted it to have. And the thing I would say to you is everybody goes through that. And for you to go through it, if you're going through it right now, if you're just getting out of that phase, you got to know it's totally normal. And the most important possible thing you could do is do a lot of work. Do a huge volume of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week or every month you know you're going to finish one story. Because it's only by actually going through a volume of work that you're actually going to ca- catch up and close that gap. And your the work you're making will be as good as your ambitions. In my case, like I, I took longer to figure out how to do this than anybody I've ever met. Hmm. He hasn't it met takes me. a while. It's going to take you a while. It's normal to take a while, and you just have to fight your way through that. Okay? Ira Glass. I don't know who Ira Glass is, but uh, I wanted to share that with you since he shared it with me, and that made my day. I always love it when something I'm dealing with or going through, and I when I feel bad about it, feel like I should probably change it or I shouldn't be dealing with it. And then I found out that it's normal or even okay or even a good thing. <laughs> so, um, I, but I do need to be writing. I do. But right now in my life, uh, I've got to focus on what I'm doing more than what I'm not doing. And I will roll back around to doing writing again. It'll come around. That's just the way I always have been. I'm into movies for a while. I'm into Legos for a while. I'm into reading for a while. And I roll back over to movies again, you know, that kind of, or video games. Video games is good. I just do things in phases. And uh, writing, I just got kind of bit hard. So I've, I'm scared of it. But um, I'll get back into it. Here's something cool that happened. You ever heard of Dragon Con? It's a gigantic, probably one of the largest fantasy sci-fi style of uh, conventions, geek conventions in America. Um, a lot of cosplay, which is people dressing up as superheroes and Doctor Who's and you know all kinds of stuff. And they all get together and they go to the little panels and they, they hear from their famous favorite people. Like last – or not last year, about three years ago I went and I ran into Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap. I almost tripped over him. And we saw um, uh, some guys I, – I, I was this close and, and looked at and talked to uh, Lou Ferrigno. And the lady from Weird Science, I shook hands with the twins, the Weasley twins from uh, from uh, uh, Harry Potter, and um, some guys from um, oh Caprica, not Caprica, but 
Battlestar Galactica from the old and the new. I met these people. The I wasn't really into uh, Futurama, but I saw the entire vocal cast of Futurama and uh, got to see them. So it's just a really, really, really fun thing to do. And I am going. But not only am I going, they have these different tracks. They have, you know, a sci-fi track. They have a, a zombie track, you know, just whatever you're into. You can go and, and they'll tell you all the things you need to go see. They'll kind of work up a schedule for you. They don't double book the panels, the, these meetings and groups and things. And so um, I randomly responded to a guy that said, okay, I'm doing a panel on podcasting on Saturday night. And um, it's about the past, present, and future of podcasting. And um, all the people that I booked for it can't come, so I need some folks. And you have to have been doing podcasting for eight years or more. And so that's a very small group of people. Because you think of all the podcasters out there, a lot of the popular ones have only been doing it the last few years when it got popular. Even the, the folks that have, you know, networks, uh, like the networks, like Disney Channel and all that. They've only been doing it the last couple of years. And especially all of the gurus and the get-rich-quick folks um, that, that have just popped up in the last couple of years, they, that wiped all them out. And um, I, I just wrote back and I said, hey, I'm James. I've been doing this since 06, so I qualify. You know, I'm a small-time guy, but, you know, I can be serious and be silly and be comic relief. And this will be my first podcasting panel, but I am not a stranger to public speaking. I've been doing trainings and speaking for most of my life. And uh, long story short, my MMD came back in the form of an email that said, yeah, I'd love to have you. Love to have you. Perfect. And he even said, I- I'm familiar with your work. And um, we've crossed paths digitally in the past and just that and the other. So he knew about nobody's listening. He knew about my network. And uh, that's pretty awesome. So I'm going to be doing a panel at DragonCon. So if you're going to DragonCon, I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to connect anyway. It'd be very cool. Have lunch or something. Um, I did something cool on my car again <laughs> uh, yesterday. I uh, My water pump, not, not, not the one that goes to the motor. I'm talking about the windshield washer fluid pump. The back had been working. Front had not been working. It's not been working for eight years or so, okay, since my daughter was like a six months old. And uh, so I, I've i never gotten it fixed because you don't. You know, it's one of those things you're like, eh, it's probably going to cost 500 bucks, and I just don't care. I'll spit on the windshield. I'll wait till the bugs get so thick that I can't see through the mandibles. And and you just deal with it, right? And then every time you wash your car or stop, you know, to get gas, you, you use a little squeegee and you scrape off the bugs. But I figured I'm going to I'm going to fix this thing. So I looked up online, YouTube's amazing. Learned how to take I had to take the entire front panel off of my Honda 2003 Honda Element. You know, Elements are the boxy shaped cars with the plastic panels. I had to pull a bunch of screws out and all this kind of stuff and pull the whole thing off. And it, and I le- I realized why the back was working and the front wasn't is there's two pumps. They're identical, but the back one was working fine, the front one wasn't. I got online, ordered one for like 8 bucks. How much do you think they would have charged me at a, at a place to do this, to take the entire front panel off and do this one little switch out? It was so simple. Put the little rubber gasket in, plugged it in, uh, ran the water, you know, the water line to it and then the power to it, put the thing back up all up together, poured some water in it, and zzz, 
I got water coming out. It's so awesome. Put the front back on. It was kind of funny. I, had, I ran out of time because I dropped the kids off and I started the project. At, I dropped them off at the pool. And then ding, 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 it's time to go get them. So I just looked at everything. I'm like, it looks like I got in a car accident. My whole front, I mean, it's just radiator and headlights and, you know, dark, you know, dirty uh, metal from an 11-year-old car. So I drove all the way there and people staring and looking. My kids even asked me, did you get in an accident? I'm like, no, I just didn't have time to put the front on. But the front went back on really great. And now I have a working pump and it was eight bucks once again, saving money. Doing great things. I mean, these are the kinds of things I used to do all the time. I enjoy, or I did enjoy, pr- projects around the house, just doing stuff. And and now I'm starting to love those again. It's an MMD moment. I've even started doing something I swore I'd never do again, and that is I've started a to-do list on index cards. It's a system. It's called getting things done. And it is amazing when when you're... When you're depressed, it's not so amazing because it becomes a list of things that you can't do. <laughs> but when you're when you're coming out of it and you're starting to feel like you can again, you write down one thing on every card, and it helps you stay so organized because you can rearrange them on the fly. You know, you don't write them down in a notebook. You write, you know, if it if it's Target, you got to go to. You write that up on the top. You know, if it's Home Depot, you write that on the top. If it's home based stuff, if it's NLcast stuff, my show stuff. Anyway. I even went this morning, I got up early, I fasted all night like I was supposed to, and I went and got blood work done that I'd been putting off for months, maybe even years, or at least a year, at least a year. And uh, that seemed like such a hard thing to do. But today, I realized I hadn't eaten breakfast, I hadn't had anything um, at all since the, the night before, and I was like, you know what, let's do this. I got in the shower, I got dressed. We drove down there, and I got my my dang stuff done, and I got to put another card on the discard pile. I used to throw the discard pile away. I'm keeping the discard pile, and it's growing larger and larger. It is about, I squish it down, it's about a quarter inch thick of things. Uh, put all the new wipers on the car, install the pump, fix audio for live streaming of nobody's listening, um, rearrange some stuff, and blah, 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 add icons to the website, uh, finished the uh, middle school drama music. A lot of it's website stuff. Sell power wheels on Craigslist. Uh, find the air compressor that you've lost. Give away the box springs that Jenna doesn't need because of her bed anymore. Um, saw up Jenna's old bed and put it in the trash. I did that. Um, these are just things that I would have, you know, I I don't know how my wife survived an entire year of me not doing a whole lot of stuff, if anything. How did these things get done? Well, they didn't. They just waited for me, I suppose. So, so I got that in, that that thing installed, saved us some money. I got up early today, did the blood work. Going to be able to go and get my fortieth, my forty year checkup, which I've heard wonderful stories about from other men. It's going to be funny. So, and uh, I guess today's MMD so far, it's been, you know, obviously doing the blood work, um, having, <laughs> having lunch with my kids, um, and not having to take them to swim practice. That was what the alarm was. It's time to pick them up from a swim practice they didn't go to, cause it was, it's thundering and lightning. It's just not a good idea, but, uh, recording the show with my kids 
It was today's. So I, I really appreciated that. Do you have any MMDs? If you do, you tag them. You tag them. You can put them on Facebook or Twitter and just put hashtag MMDcast and I'll be able to see it and find it. And Bree says, my coworkers gave me going away gifts. I hope they eat the cake, though. <laughs> I read that wrong last time. I, I read, I hope they let me eat the cake. But she says, I hope they eat the cake. Apparently, Bree is uh, is looking out for her figure there. So I, I have a wife that does that. Uh, Bree also said, guest 718, me, had a blast at her first live NL cast. Hey, I rhymed. So, yes, you did. And and she was apparently not signed in with a username, but she was guest 718. She joined us on Tuesday night, 930, at com slash live, and she joined us for a live show. So... It, that's exciting. I love uh, I love when po- folks get in that chat room. Oh, I want to play a voicemail. It's uh, it's from a lady named Veronica. She sent this to me um, for nobody's listening and for made my day. So I played it on episode two twenty one, and I'm going to play it here because it's funny, but it's also really meaningful. And this lady, uh, uh, Veronica, she deserves a lot of credit. Because she sounds young. Her dad sounds young. He's only in his 50s. And she's apparently sacrificed a lot to uh, to take care of him. You'll hear it. And uh, you'll probably appreciate it as much as I did. Hey, James. This is Veronica from North Carolina. Um, and what I want to tell you, the story I want to tell you, is kind of a made my day and kind of a um, nobody's listening funny story at the same time. Um, so I moved from Michigan to North Carolina a couple months ago to be with my dad, who has a severe neurological disorder um, that sometimes looks like Parkinson's and sometimes looks like he's a quadriplegic. He um, can't do a lot of stuff for himself and stuff like that. Um, so today I was the first time he tried to text somebody again, um, and he was using his iPod to try and text me, um, just because it's hard. He's at a nursing home right now. He's in his 50s, but he's at a nursing home. So he's trying to text somebody to um, just to see if he'd be able to communicate that way. And so he's practicing texting me, and I'm standing right there. And I'm not exactly looking over his shoulder, but kind of. And he gets the H, and then he tries to do an E, but it keeps messing up and goes back and forth. And so I kind of look away for a little bit. And... Um, he finishes it and sends it to me. I feel my phone vibrate, and I look to see what he's written. And he wrote, instead of hello, he said hellion. <laughs> and I was like, that totally fits how he feels about me right now, because I'm totally the nag who is making him exercise, do his physical therapy when he doesn't want to, and um, not letting him eat stuff that he's not supposed to have, and accidentally standing in front of the TV. And so <laughs> I thought it was quite appropriate that he texted me hellion. Thanks guys. Bye. So there you go. Veronica is our, uh, MMD of the week <laughs> that made my day as well. And I can't imagine, can't imagine what you're going through, but, uh, you remind me of my wife. Cause my wife is, uh, she's not having to deal with what you're hey, de- Oh goodness. Job. Shut up. Um, <laughs> sorry. I accidentally launched another, clip but um you get a lot of respect from me because you're you're doing what you're doing and i hope uh i know i know your dad appreciates it so uh best best uh, to you and i i hope that your life repays you if not in this one in the next um want to encourage you guys if you can 
to support the show, just a dollar a show, that's all I ask, patreon.com slash mmdcast. You can log in over there and you'll see that we have rewards. A dollar a show, five bucks a show. Hey, if you want to get crazy and you can do it, $10 a show. And uh, support us. Um, You know, the folks I mentioned at the top of the show, Aaron Hewley, uh, Janusz, and, and Tasha have decided to do that, and that's helping us out. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you'd check it out. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash MMDcast. Or you can just go to MMDcast.com, click on support. You can support us, you know, by just one show, one-time gifts. Uh, you can even do a once-a-month thing. Uh, and then with Patreon, you can do it by episode. Um, you're also able, you know, like say you wanted to give five bucks a week. Or I'm sorry, a month then what you'd do is you'd sign up for $5 um, uh, and then you would limit your giving to just the one show. That's the way it works. So check it out if you can. If you can't, absolutely no big deal. What made your day recently? What has meant something special to you? I want to share your little tiny wonderful moments with everyone who listens. You can email your moments to mmdcast at gmail.com or call them in at 2095-NLCAST or visit the website and leave a message through the website. It's easy and fun. Visit us online at mmdcast.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at mmdcast. Follow me personally at nlcast. And then like the Make My Day podcast page on Facebook. You can leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you found the show. Those help us a ton, probably even more than uh, financial support. And consider sponsoring the show at patreon.com slash mmdcast. Here's hoping that every day you'll find something that makes your day. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. 